there are some hardworking people like us who don't have to sleep with a man. <laughs> I can literally say it on uh, CNN. We don't have to sleep with a man to get contracts. How did you go about getting your first customer to grow? I started with free jobs and every little thing. How do you mean? I've always ensure that I got led by the Holy Spirit when it comes to Panto. I make sure I keep it supernatural. Before I even started Panto, I've always had a global mind. When you don't have projects, there's no money on it. What do you do? God, please send me clients. So imagine that it's in sustainable sense, someone to you. How are you going to treat them? You treat them like an assignment from President today? You will make sure yeah, because well of who sends them, right? Yeah. And so when God sends a client to me, I don't joke with the client. I don't joke. Sometimes people always put money first. Most times it's not always money first because money will always come. So I see every project as an assignment. Assignment from God. I see every client as a guest from God. What are the challenges you faced? The first two years, I remember men want to be saying all sorts. I remember saying, God, deliver me from men. My guest today is actually someone who I respect very much. Um, her journey is quite unique. She's doing something phenomenal, both globally and locally, um, in the design and health. Well, she likes to call it the design and health space. And she always tells me how your interior design is connected to your health, you know, and all sorts of things. And um, we're going to be discussing even through journey with God and um, what it's like for her building a business as a CEO who is a woman, you know, um, in an industry that is dominated by men, lots of men, and that's the real estate industry. She's the CEO and the founder of Panto. Panto is a group of companies, and um, but I will let her introduce herself. But majorly, she plays in the real estate space. So. Because we don't have an audience, I would have said a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> oh so no round of applause, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I know, like, we have a host of angels, so I'm sure they're clapping. They're like, host of angels. that's God's okay. baby. Okay. Can we, can we have right. the host of angels clap for us? Please? No, they're okay. already. So, so, Frida, welcome. Yeah, hi. Thank you and so much you for having me. Can you please introduce yourself to us? Like, tell us just a bit of, like, who is Frida now? I mean, I'm sure... You've been evolving. Your journey has been evolving. Who is freedom now? And um, yeah, I mean, so that the audience will get to know you, and then we could dive yeah. deeper from there. Okay, like you said earlier, or like you said earlier, my name is Freder Anegbear. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, a woman. Okay. Child of God. No, I have to. You know, I, I have to buttress on that part that I'm a woman because Why? with the way the world is now, some people don't know. Female or male. Okay, so I have I to stress you. it that I'm a woman. I'm a lady. Okay. Yes. Um, so um, first of all, it's not a cliche, but I would just love to say that I'm a child of God, okay. um, which um, usually is like the foundation for or like the basics for my own, for my life, basically. And I'm an entrepreneur. In as much as I don't like to call myself a CEO, and like you said, founder of Panto Interiors. I don't know if I found Panto Interiors or Panto Interiors found me. So, but, mm. um, so basically, um, I'm just one person, a lady on a mission who has an assignment um, ordained or given to me by God. And so that's what brought me into the design and health industry. And then, um, so Panto Interiors was founded like... Um, about 10 years ago now, it's 10 years. And um, yeah, so as the years, so we started as an interior design company and then now we're going into the real estate, but not fully into real estate. We partner with real estate companies and so we help to finish the, the structure and then we now go ahead with our interior design services. So we also, I do consultancy because I'm a design psychology um, coach. Um, mm. So I consult too 
for yeah some multinational companies and all that. So and then um, so basically, I'm just I always love to call myself a chief servant. <laughs> a chief servant, I just mean, serving people and um, solving problems. Yeah, I've seen that's I've like seen the you, major I've thing. Seen you, I've seen you work. I've seen the energy you put to your work, and I I can see that. I mean, most of the time, I like to say. I like to give a uh, hard caution. I like to give you caution a lot. I know that <laughs> because I always see the way you extend yourself. But I mean, going a bit back, right? Um, what has been your journey? What has made for you to join, come into the um, interior space? Like, how did you find yourself here? Or you say Panto founded you. You didn't find Panto, right? So yeah. what has <laughs> been that becoming journey for you as a person? Okay. So basically, I, I started my so I became independent at the age of 16 and I started working in a bank as an IT student and then I became a full-time contract staff. You started working I, at the age of 16? Yes, as an IT student, first of all, because I had done the diploma in banking and finance and then so hmm. did my IT in the bank for a year and then they retained me as a contract staff and then I refused to go back to school. I was like, mm, I was enjoying the little money, you know? And then, um, so because I was also adding value because I've always been value-driven right from I mean, my teenage years. And when people, people who have known me for a long time, first of all, I'm 35 years old. Yeah. So, ah. so that when I'm saying, why are you, say, why are you dropping no, this I like love this to, I'm, I'm always proud of it. Like it's not easy to live, um, for 35 years on earth, man, in this crazy world. Amen to that. That's yeah. an achievement. Yes. So right. I always love to flaunt it. So, yes. So I, um, I started working at the age of 16 and, um, I haven't stopped. And so even when I went back to school for my BSc, I had to do part-time and I was working full-time and still wait, wait, um, Were studying. you working because it was an economic situation or were no, you working? To be honest, after my IT, there was a family issue and I had to now fend for myself. And so I had to stay. So when I got the offer to get retained in the bank as a contract staff, I grabbed it. And so I was lucky. So I was the only one. I was, so I started paying house right now since I was 17. Whoa. Yes. So and I was a contract staff and I was doing so much for the bank. I was in the um, internet. We call it e-channels, e-banking. You know, so we started it. You know, really, what bank was this? Sky Bank. Sky bank. <laughs> we started it. Anything, all online banking, all this ATM. All, yes, yes, yes. I wish that I had a dream or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so like I said, I've been working for a long time, uh, nonstop. And so before Pantinches was founded, um, I was working with a friend. I had moved to Abuja. I was working with a friend. Um, she had a showroom. And then so I was helping to... Um, we're, we're always marketing the furniture and then I'll see when she does some projects and I'll just be like, oh my God, what's this? And so because I've always had this spirit of excellence. So sorry, I was going to say something that I've always had this, um, I've always been value driven. Hmm. I've always been a problem solving, like I've always loved to solve problems. I've always loved excellence. Hmm. So I, it's not like, I've, I don't know how to explain. I don't know the genesis but now I understand why I've been like that. Now that I understand, I've been able to, I'm working closely with the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God. I'm now able to know, okay, some, most times God puts these dreams in us, you know, and then like the Bible says he walks in us to will and to do. And so I now, now I understand why I've always been like this since I was a teenager and all that. So I've always been um, excellent conscious too, you know. So when I was working with, the, with her at the showroom, I used to see what they do, the way they just drop furniture in people's homes. I'm like, what's this? Like, you know, so I, that was when I went to, I was like, okay, 
I'm going to start my company. But before I start my company, I needed to do a course. And so that's why I went to uh, London School of Business and Finance. I remember packing like my whole life savings and then God helping me, you know. And you know, coming, coming to that, so you came to a place where you were going to start a business. And instead of starting the business, you first went for a course. Yes. So, I, yeah, good. Yeah. So I was working with a friend, like I said earlier, I was looking for her or working with her. And then I didn't like the way they were presenting the whole interior design thing. You know, it looks like um, contract stuff. You know how that you just go drop furniture in people's spaces. It and looked you're very not, transactional. It looked very transactional. Exactly. There was no no soul. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, it. I needed to go into this thing. But I didn't want to um, just go and do an interior design course. So... And I remember they asked me a series of questions because the course I went for was for um, like for master's students. Hmm. Yes. And so I didn't have a BSc, I had no degree. And then I remember answering several questions, writing essays and then God helping me. And then that was, I went for the course for five weeks. And so it was in that period and I started, you know, um, asking, like asking God. And then I remember I would talk to some of the lecturers, telling them about the problems in Nigeria, things like just asking questions. And that was how I came up with the um, with two names. I had Panto and I had Krato. I'm sure you know where that came from. So, <laughs> and then I sent it to a lawyer in, in Nigeria and I was like, hey, can you help me with any of this? I want to start my company. I, I, nev- I never knew that was where you got that name from. That was where I got now. that name, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, and that was how I registered Panto. And I... Also, because I was very um, purpose-driven, I needed I needed to do things intentionally. I don't want to. I've, I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure it was God that put all these things in me because I always don't. I don't want to just double into stuff because everybody's doing it. So, and that was how I got inspired to join IDAN, the professional body for interior design, um, interior design so association you, of Nigeria. So, did you like when you joined IDAN? Had you started? existing as Panto. Yeah, so immediately I registered Panto. A few months later, I joined Aidan immediately. Immediately? Yeah, because I wanted to do it properly. So this is the thing. I had a global mindset. I've always had a global mindset, right from time. And so in starting the company and in choosing interior design, I needed to do it professionally. I needed to join a professional body. So I went online looking for a professional body. And luckily for me, I got Aidan online. And so that's how I joined Aidan. I became very active on in Aydan, and then I started growing like that. So mm. that was how I got to start Panto Interiors. And that's why, and so most of the time I tell, every time I let people know it's, I'm a managing partner because the Holy Spirit is like the major person because honestly speak, speaking, not to sound religious, spiritual, or like a cliche, I've always ensured that I got led by the Holy Spirit when it comes to Panto. Panto is very, very like, I like sometimes I just tell people like, if I could handle my life the way I handle Panto, like... I make sure I keep it supernatural. So, so keep it supernatural. Like no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so but, that's that's the but, journey. But, but how did you go about getting your first customer? First client getting um, to growing. I mean, I've seen you. I think currently, right now, you serve as the vice president of Idan. Yeah. I, I think you serve on the, as yeah. the vice president of Idan, which mm-hmm. is a global um, body, uh, the global association of interior designers. Mm-hmm. You also serve as uh, the. Um, director for Africa. Dark Af- the, Dark that's Africa. the global body for design and health. It's National Academy for Design and Health. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, all these things like you grow, it takes years. It's a process of working. You know, you start with volunteering. Like you said, how did I get my first client? Yes. And all how did that? you go from getting your first, first client, client 
to becoming sought after to becoming where you are right now? Yeah, I started with free jobs, you know, and every little thing. Like till today, I, I tell my my staff or anybody I'm working with, no matter how little the, the job is, we take it. Even if it's a job of 10,000 there, take it. And so what I usually hmm. would do from the beginning was to take any job I'm, I'm being given, no matter how little, I mean, well, and no matter how free, now, because, sure. no, but trust me, till today I do that. Really? Yeah, so if I have the time, why not? I take it. So what I do, because just don't forget that there's a purpose attached to what I'm doing. I'm there to solve problems. And so I don't want to, okay, because this job is 10,000 naira, I want to now leave the client in the hands of someone that would probably rip them off and probably do something shady. So... In, in, um, to help them, you know, to be a blessing to them, I step in and just give professional. Sometimes, I, in fact, most times I do free consultation, mm. you know, so because like we've been taught, there's seed in every, there's, you have the seed and then you have your bread. So I make sure, and not, not, just, the, not just the seed and bread thing, also to the fact that, like I said, solving problems is a major thing. So, so I also do, because even when you're doing free jobs, you're learning. Because every job is different or every project is different or every assignment is different. So if I'm, if you call me now to paint this room now, there's something I'm going to learn from. There's an, ex, there's an experience, you know, attached to this particular project. So there's always a different lesson to learn. While doing, no matter, it could be a little room and I'm here. The three days I'm going to spend doing this project, I could encounter someone, encounter something that I will learn. I'm going to learn something from here. Hmm. Yes, no matter how little, I take it and then I'm always, because I love learning. What would you say, like, I mean, it sounds very easy. Like, if someone is watching this right now yeah. and the person is asking, okay, I want to begin a career like Panto has been able to create for herself yeah. and I would, like, I would love to break into these things. What can you break down some more in terms of how lessons you've learned in your journey yeah. and how you've been able to attract success? Because I'm one of those people that believe strongly that success is what you attract by who you become. Yeah. Right? Um so how are you able to attract, how have you been able to attract that level of success? Because there are also people in this industry who are struggling, yeah. right? So how have you been able to curate your journey in such a way that um, anyone, that's, anyone that's trying to do a project would say, um, there's this crazy girl I met yeah. and I would like to work with her, you know? Yeah. Honestly, you know, like we're talking earlier about the generation or whatever, Gen Z or whatever. People need to be patient. People need to know that being broke has never killed anyone. Hmm. Being hungry. When you say, I'm not eating for three days, I say, eh, so what? Go and drink tap water. That's the thing. Because I, Do you I, drink tap water? I drink tap water. What am I saying? What are you even saying? No, that's the thing. So I'm trying to go there. I'm trying to go to Lokoja right now. It's going to take me a few hours, right? And yeah. so I already know my destination. This is it. So I, when, we started, when I started Panto, by the help of God... Before I even started Panda, I've always had a global mindset. And I'm sure we've had conversations where anybody that talks to Frida knows I'm always talking about think global. Because it's, I just feel like, okay, that's what the Bible says. That's what God says. That's what God has yeah, instructed I mean, you to do. God hasn't given you. Yeah, go into the world. So you might not. So one thing I tell people, calm down. You don't need to get there in two years, in three years. It could take 20 years. Just enjoy the process. Have fun. Yes, you'll be broke. You won't die being broke. Yes, you'll be hungry. No, hunger has not killed anybody. People in Somalia or wherever they are, I don't know where they see all those squash people. They haven't died. They will, don't worry, help will come. 
they will send aid. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that. Why do I the survive problem is brokenness? that people are, yeah, why do you survive brokenness? For crying out loud, change the way you see it. Hmm. Do you understand? Change the way you say, okay, there's no money, there's no cash right now. But have a mindset, okay, who are, first of all, understand, okay. And that's the thing, and that's why sometimes I don't know how to explain it to people. How do you mean? I don't know how to explain delayed gratification. I don't know how to explain being patient. I don't know how to explain there's a pro- You know how you hammer on, oh, it's a process, it's a process. People don't understand it. They are seeing you driving a good car. They are seeing you. They don't, they're like, ah, Mr. Elijah, you are flexing. You're telling me it's a process. I should wait. They don't understand that it's, it takes time to achieve something great. Hmm. Do you understand? I haven't even started my own process or journey. I'm still probably at the, what do you call it? At the taxing. At the preface. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. But I'm saying that, to be honest, and this is not me, I'm not even a motivational speaker, so I'm not even trying to motivate anybody. So but I'm saying that, enjoy the process. Hmm. I remember the times where for months, I'm not even exaggerating, I won't have a time. I won't have one, con- one job. Do you understand? I'll be looking for, I won't have, but I just enjoy the process. Every day I'm praising. Nobody would. In fact, the times where I'm broke are the times that people see me excited, happy. Like, ah, oh, Frida is a crazy girl. Frida is a fun to be with, blah, blah, blah. I'm happy, you know, because I'm like, I know where I'm going to. You chose, you chose, to, you chose joy. Exactly. And I don't care. So, and also, I think what usually puts pressure on a lot of people is because they care about what people say, on how people see them. For me, everyone knows that I don't care about what you say. I don't care how you see me. Oh, even if I wear rags today. I, in fact, there were times where for years where my friends wouldn't invite me for parties. Really? Yes, and they would tell, and they would start gossiping among them. They say, ah, Frida knows how to dress like house because I don't secure the rest of the past. <laughs> oh yes, I'm not joking. And now people are inviting me. I don't have thing. Do you understand? People are going to be filming. Hey, no, but I'm just saying. Do you understand? Like, do you get? Like for years, I'm not joking. Like people want because I don't. I mean, for you, I don't have time. A, for you as a woman, how yeah. did that? Uh, how did you present that? Because I think being a woman in um right right now, I in think in a, in a, in the country that man, we are, for, like yeah. for the country that we yeah. are, right? Being a man, yeah. a man typically can be rugged, right? Yeah. But a woman going through process and the lots of um temptations that come. Oh yeah. Oh, let me even say, let me even say this because I think you mentioned how like in a male dominated um, industry and all that. I remember the first few years when I started, I had like have married men that would be disturbing. And so there was a time I'll never forget, um, twenty no like two, three years into or maybe two years into Panto Interiors. I was like, I told God one day, I said, God, I remember crying out, running to the altar and like when they, you know, called for those who wanted whatever. And I remember, I cried out to God. I said, God, because I, I was just tired of, why would a guy, because I've, all, I've been working for 16 years. I've been meeting major people. Mm. Not 16 years. I've been working for about 19 years now. Mm. As a banker, I met a lot of top people. So it's not, I, I didn't just start meeting top major men. Do you understand? So, but because I was purpose driven, when it comes to like Panto, Panto is different. I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I would never sleep with a man for a contract or a project. Never. And so the first two years, I remember that men, ah, this, ah, they'd be saying all those kinds, of, and I never, I didn't like it. And so I would reject the projects because, like I said, from the beginning. And you were broke. And I was broke. I'm not even lying, honestly. And I don't even care if people don't believe me right now, but honestly speaking, I was broke. And I think I also had this, because I've always had self-pride too. Self-esteem. Self-esteem. And also like this crazy pride in me, like no matter, I'll be very broke. 
Eh, we'll be looking at ourselves. I'll go and sleep. No problem. I'll take a walk. No problem. Do you understand? I'll just, and I used to also market from buildings to buildings, go to all these uncomfortable buildings. Oh, this is what I do. I share flyers and all that. So the first two years, I remember men want to be saying all sorts. You know the way married men always want whatever. And I'll be like, no, no, no. And then I remember talking to God about it. That God, I don't want, this is not what I want. I remember saying, God, deliver me from men. So what deliver me from, from men. men? Yes, that was what I re- I will never forget that day in church. <laughs> I'm not joking. Deliver me from yeah, that was what I, I told God because it's I, some ladies find it very like a proud thing. Like they love the attention. Yeah, it's not attention. No, no, that's not that's that's them seeing you like someone who has no value. Mm. Do you understand? And so what the, what God now had to do, or the Holy Spirit helped me with, was to say, okay, you know what, go for courses, develop yourself. So what I so what I announced that so I had to go for courses, I had to travel, exposure and all that, because when you develop yourself, it helps you with your self-esteem. Do you understand? And so when you're in front of a client or a prospective client, you're able to converse, you have conversations, you're able to propose solutions, and then they're able to have confidence in you. And so it switches from, oh, I might want to sleep with this girl to oh, my sister. Now I have for years now I have clients who trust me so much that like if I ever have clients, that even if they want to even date me, like they, maybe they like me, they see me in that way, they would not even discuss business. Mm. So that's that's better for me than you bringing business and wanting to um, put a bait. I don't. That's disrespectful for me. I find it very disrespectful for ladies who find it very. I don't even know how they like a big girl. They, they feel like men, they rule the world. They rule the world. A man, a married man, is chasing just after, after you. You are. Some you of them are. prefer married men. They say because they don't stress them. No, no, no. Them. It's a different. No, no. But me, I'm saying that the, I would not. I find it very disrespectful that I you agree. Would, you would put a bait in front of me to sleep with you as though you're a dog to get a job. Mm-hmm. It is very disrespectful for me. I, I, I find agree. it very like I don't even joke with that. Like I I respond in a very terrible. It's way. the most condescending thing. Ever. Like no way. And so I, it's quite amazing that a lot of people don't see it that way. Mm. Like in terms of how transactional that. No, can no, be. I don't like it. If you want to, if, if you want to ask me out, I'm a fine lady for crying out loud. I'm not going hey. to just say yeah, I'm not ugly. Hey. So if you want to ask me, I'll ask me out. But don't do not put a condition to it. Yeah. I don't joke with my work. I don't joke with Panto. And so that's it. So, so you, had, you had that coming at you. Yeah, and, I told God. And, and you were still broke? On it, I was still broke. And after then, to be honest, for years, I can't remember. I can't remember when a man would, you know, fail. Maybe he even did. Or maybe one me. And then now, right. you know, maybe I went to, I don't even know, because I don't even market. For years, I've not marketed. And, you know, honestly speaking. So what How I How do you mean you've not marketed? I mean, because that I can market. be very deceptive. To a lot yes. of people. Oh yeah. So I, I think I think we need to be clear because yeah. okay. Uh, no, we really need to be clear. No one's <laughs> right. bad because yeah. um, I see a lot of things, right? Mm. Um, like okay, I would. I mean, you. you no, went but everyone that, has a strategy. You went into that. That um, you went into that aspect because mm. in still in the same vein, you spoke about times when you used to go out there and mm. share flyers in empty buildings and yeah. things, right? Yeah. So there was a period where you marketed, right? Mm. Before you started getting jobs. That was the first two years, but I didn't get anything. Yes, but you still, you still oh, did. I still did that. Yes. Because but I didn't get no, so one single job. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. However, yeah. I still believe that that was part of the process. Yeah. And I still believe like it was a build-up. Like I don't personally, I don't no, personally no, no. also yeah. market, yeah. right? But mm. I know that 
there were years where I don't know which organization is Abuja that I've not written. No, you've not written before. Yeah, I, I, you know? so I even so, funny enough before I started Panto, I had worked. I even had, I had a company. Actually, even had a company, and then we did project. I even did a project for Kaduna State Government. Okay. And it's now like 13 years ago. So I have done jobs. I've done proposals to all these telecom companies. I did this since many years ago. So for Panto, I had a different strategy. And I had to work with the Holy Spirit for that. What was the strategy? And so the strategy was sharing. develop myself, self-development, excellence. Mm. So, and relationship management. I don't joke with clients. Okay, so can you, can you delve so into that a little for bit? For every project I get... So for so what how I see this is I, for every client that comes to me, I believe God sends them to me. So sometimes even when I'm talking to, I remember I was just with someone recently, and I was referring my client to her um, for a project outside Abuja that I couldn't do. I wasn't around, and she said, "Oh, I don't know if I'm able to handle. How have you been able to handle this client?" I said, ah, "She's my assignment." So I see every project as an assignment from God. I see every client as a as a as a as a, as a guest from God. So God is saying, because when you don't have projects, you don't have a, a, um, you don't have, um, a project at hand, there's no money on it. What do you do? God, please send me clients. And then God sends this person to you. So imagine that it then Tinubu sends someone to you. How are you going to treat them? You will treat them like an assignment from President Tinubu? You will treat them like a VIP. Yes, like a VIP. Like VIP. You will make sure yeah, because well care of. of who sends them, right? Yeah. And so when God sends a client to me, I don't joke with the client. I don't joke. Every single thing, I make sure that I'm doing the job excellently. Sometimes we even run at losses. I don't care. I make sure that whatever needs to be done, we're solving everything. We're making sure that we're delivering excellent projects. We're making sure that we're handling this client well. That's it. And so we, that's how we've been able to get referrals that sometimes we even get, sometimes I don't get overworked. And then friends like you would tell me, Frida, go and rest. You're handling too much. Blah, blah. So, but it's self-development, excellence, relationship management, and integrity too. Sometimes people always put money first. You know, and so most times it's not always money first because money will always come. Yeah, money is like, like it's they call it currency, and so wherever the currency is, it attracts it. Flows, it. Yeah. it always flows. It always comes. So I make sure we're making sure that we're taking care of our clients. These people are from God, and so you're serving God when you're w- working for a client. So hmm. that's the way I say it. And that's God how it's always. That's it. You're serving God. You say whatever you don't do, like you're doing unto God. And so if God sends this person to me. If the president sends someone to me, I'm literally going to treat the person like I'm going to treat the president. Do you understand? And yeah. so if God, and so that's, and that's because people, a lot of people don't literally even, people till today, no matter how you try to explain it, people will still, I don't know how to explain it. People will still, um, people will still want to put money first because we're in a society where it's well, survival. Like world, I mean. Yeah. Right? But that's wrong. And that's where, we, you know, that's it. It's, it's wrong. And, um. I feel like people just need to change the way they see things. They need to change their perception. How you're seeing, how you're viewing stuff, how you're viewing your business, how you're viewing your, even your life, how you're viewing yourself. How do you see yourself? Yeah, I mean, because... You know, and it doesn't matter what... And because I was thinking I was, I was... I can't remember. Okay, I think I was having a conversation in the car with myself. And I was like... People need to know that money is not... Um, money is not a, a, a sign of God's faithfulness. You know, like... How do you mean? Yeah, it's not so. The fact that someone has doesn't have money doesn't mean that God is not faithful. Do you know, I, yeah, 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 it's not the sign, you know. Someone says, I see money, but I know God is faithful, you know. So people need to like change their perceptions. No, I, I, think, I think it also has to do with the version and the current situation we have as a country because mm-hmm. the way we've received um, the, 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 the gospel, right, yeah. over here 
has always been financially, um, how would I put it, financially endorsed. So it seems like mm. if most of our testimonies is yeah. talking about money, the money so people right? always so thinking, people oh, always that's think. the one that God so is... I, th- I think that's the interpretation, no, but, but I think in growth, yeah. you come to understand that it's not necessarily all that there is when mm. you when you grow deeper in God, right? Yeah. But I, I also think if we if we dive a bit deeper, right? I mean, the reason why I'm even I'm making you di- like really dimension these things out because I mean I see a lot of young women, right? Mm. I love everybody where I'm, I'm into business, you know, and they all say they do different kind of things. And you mm. look at the business I am really wondering, hmm, is this really what's sponsoring your lifestyle? <laughs> or is there, you know, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Frida, I mean, mm. we have to be, we have to be playing no, no, because... No, no, yeah. Not even me too, I'm always that, wondering, and, I'm and like... That's, and that's the reason why, I'm always like, and that's the reason why yeah. I'm, I, I'm having you, I, I don't want you to speak <laughs> yeah. in a blanket way no, that no, makes no. it look, because right now, if you ask anyone, they just say, now God, oh, I want no, to say, now God, no, 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 they no. make it look... And that mm. God is now like a, yeah, a cliche. You just rub it off to no, not no, say no, 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 no. the because a lot of them are hiding under that statement, yes. right? And a lot of people also too. There are two extremes, right? Mm. There are those who are putting in the work. Mm. I mean, I've seen you go on projects from the hospital, but <laughs> when you were not discharged. Yes, I like mean, we drip, <laughs> we drip. I mean, I've seen you do crazy things that I'm like, this girl, you are mad, <laughs> right? And there are lots of people that can't even take a day's work. Yeah, they can't even take a day's work. You're you're not rising, and then so, but then there are other people who will sit down and they just believe that everything, anyone you see handling money. Mm. In some way of soft form, especially if it's a woman, yeah. see a fine looking woman. I think it's a like man yourself. that sponsors. They believe that as a man is sponsoring this girl. Yeah. She's sleeping around for money. The mm. reason why she has money and she has cash because because also too they are trying to excuse their failures. Yeah. And they are trying not to look bad that they are lazy. Yeah. Right. So there's there's that other side of the spectrum, yeah. and then there are people who don't who can never ever believe. Who can never ever believe that a girl like them. Mm. It's not really like building building a business in Africa mm. for a woman. It's not possible if she doesn't sleep with a man. Sleep with a man, or is doing something else. <laughs> so basically, so that's why I'm that's why I'm yeah. I'm, I'm diving deeper because yeah. there are lots of narratives that are out yeah. there, right? And I'll, I'll even go deeper into how you manage. I mean, you work with a lot of. Handyman, yeah. <laughs> as a woman, uh, you know, you work with a lot of handymen. You know, I mean, I, I don't know about, I don't know your experience, but I'm sure eighty percent of or ninety percent of the people that work for you as handymen to execute your projects are typically yeah. men. Yeah. I know there are women in the industry, but not that much. Yeah. So, how have you been able to? Uh, what are the challenges you faced? What yeah. are some of the things you've needed to like overcome to be able yeah. to achieve uh, what you've been achieving so far? Yeah. So to be honest, uh, to be honest, so now this is it for, let me look at, let me use my industry as an example, the interior design industry. Which is one of the industries they run to. Yes. Yeah, so an, yeah, obviously an average lady, the easiest way to, to get a man to release his money is interior design. <laughs> you know, usually <laughs> these big men. So, okay. uh, so when you say an average lady, so I have ladies, people who come to meet me. I said, oh, please, can you mention me? I want to learn interior design. I said, okay, let me first of all explain to you. Interior design is not beautiful things. 
He only experienced the beauty on the last day of Andover. <laughs> That's when you see the beauty. <laughs> we don't experience it. It's not about, it's not about, because a lot of ladies who are shopaholics, Mm. You know, they go into that industry, mm-hmm. you know, and then before you know, they give a client one billionaire budget and um, bill, you know, and then boom, they've entered business class, first class. And then, you know, and so you guys, and so funny enough, to be honest, in a society where we are, where they don't appreciate professionalism, it's a very, there's no one, one size fits all. Thank you. Yeah. God bless you. Yes. Because if I want to ex- if I want to say from my own point of view, now it might be there's a lot of there are a lot of angles to look at it. Yeah, but tell it's us your angle. It's quite broad, and it's quite confusing. Tell us your angle. Honestly, so as an interior designer, for for someone like me, panto interiors, we, we, we the core values and our mission. Okay, we're here to solve problems and all that. There's so many, there are several occasions where we actually we actually um, make losses on projects, and I'm right. sure even people in real estate will tell you. Yes, they, yeah. in construction will yeah. tell you, and that's why it's it's very rare for you to see some a real um, constru- um, some, um a real entrepreneur in, con- in the construction industry who are, is actually extravagant, except the ones who are um, getting money from politicians and blah money blah laundry. blah money laundering and all and all that, you know, and you know it's it's very rare. Uh, as an entrepreneur, you're also an entrepreneur. It's yeah. hard for you to right now at this level, even with the um, um, corporate clients that you have, multinationals and all that, for you to enter Gucci store and say, "Okay, I'm buying five thousand dollar sleepers." Like I, you can't. And guess I what? You have not, that money in the account right no, now. Yes, but, but it is it. it is weird because I'll, I travel sometimes and I'm, I'm wondering, okay, how are people doing business class? Five million naira. Huh, excuse me, sir. I have to, the money is in the account, but I'm like. How do I, why would I want to do that? Yeah. Yes. So that might be me being, oh, okay. Some people would do it, oh, for brand. Oh, they get to network there. Yeah, if you enter business class, yeah. you get to network. Blah, yeah. Blah, I mean, blah, like blah. you said, there's so no one size. There's no all, one right? size. So there's it's no quite, I can't even explain it. But the danger in it is this. Recently, I, I wanted to, I was even going to write an article online. I was going to say that. How that, because I had like some ladies who came to meet me on different, like at different times. They came to meet me and on several things, like one, let me use the last one that came to meet me and she was like, she, she just started her own interior design. Young lady, started her own interior design company. Like, I don't know what's happening for months. No business, nothing. She was feeling depressed. Like, as if she was feeling. And I'm like, madam, there's no issue. There's no, just go and help her. You're fine. So apparently she's saying things online, seeing ladies who are in the industry online, entering business class, you know, you know, shopping, <laughs> carrying Gucci bag. She doesn't understand that. And so what I'm saying is da- why I said it's dangerous for some of this for some of us to um send the wrong message message is because we 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 we're we're not helping the people that are coming after us. Because some 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 of us might be um, doing it the wrong way, hmm. in the sense that we're not interior designers. Some I'm saying some I'm an interior designer. Some people might are not interior designers. Some are just contractors. Okay, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And so you that you're joining, you're just entering the industry. You think you're failing because you've seen a contractor, but in your mind you think she's an interior designer. Yeah. Or you might be entering the real estate industry and I want to start small and all that, but you're seeing a contractor. You know. Who is helping someone to loan that money? Mm. And then you now think, oh, you are failing. Yeah. Because this person has built 
bang bang whatever and driving a G wagon 500 luxury homes <laughs> do you understand so it's quite and so I was even going to post that I was going to write that oh it's not about oh me putting pictures or if I now even told myself I'm going to stop posting pictures of um of myself in on sites and construction because sometimes some people are not even some people won't put fake pictures online hmm. they just enter one site that is not their site and then they fix the snap picture. In fact, there was even someone I told to come meet me at the site. And he was busy taking pictures. I know he invited someone for a meeting. I, I said, come on, meet me at the site. Like, I wanted to discuss with him on something. Give him an instruction or what. And if I know, if I know, already having a meeting. And so in that person's mind... Is the site. Is the site. He might not necessarily <laughs> see it. He will say he it. Imply it. But he has taken a picture. The, he will yeah. post it. That's not his site. Yeah. It's my site. Yeah. You know, so I know to myself, I was going to stop posting because people might just start feeling because I have lots of young people who follow me and they're, you know, oh, mentor me. And so some of them are following me on them because I don't like to mentor directly because in my mind, I'm like, I've not reached, I've not reached that level, but whatever. So we, we need to be careful. So now back to your question. So I'm, I was just trying to explain because I don't want to um, answer that, um, the, the point of um, the way, um, the the way people the perception you know okay you think oh someone is sleeping so so there okay now there are some hardworking people like us hmm. who don't have to sleep with a man altruistic oh my god <laughs> I can literally say it on uh, CNN we don't have to sleep with a man to get contracts do you understand and so we don't even pursue contracts I don't even pursue contracts I always tell people I'm not I have, I have clients of people who became governor, became, I'm like, oh, I don't pursue you when you need. So it's always better. Like I, there was a course I did in Dubai where they said there are different kinds of clients. They are the clients in need. They are time wasters. And so to get the clients in need, you just position yourself as someone who has solution. And so they will come. And you remember when clients call you, when they're in need, they don't, there's no time for, oh, follow me to the hotel. Let's go and eat dinner. Let, they need that. So I position myself mm. to be a problem solver and then they come. So I don't have to sleep with you because there's no time now to sleep with you. Yeah. Because right now, you are in need. <laughs> so now I'm the one. If I'm not, I should, sleep, I'm not, I should tell you. Come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get No, yeah. but honestly, that's just, that's just the truth. So, yeah. So there are some of us who don't have to sleep with a man to get projects. Hmm. We position ourselves. And by the help of God and by the awesome teachings that we have, because I have the best pastor, to be honest. And so with all the teachings I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been well taught to apply grace, excellence, integrity, and all that, I make sure um, that I'm applying these things on my work and attracting the clients by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. So now back to your question when you asked about the challenges um, handling the workers yeah, in Nigeria. As a, in the- as a woman in this industry, my, my brother... Hmm, Almost every month I give up. If I was talking to my major mentor today and I said, sir, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, so we, I give up almost every month. But God's so kind, I have mentors. So I just call them, please. I don't understand what's going on. I'm getting tired. This, 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 this is not what I planned. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, so yeah, and almost every entrepreneur, especially the ones that are purpose-driven, the ones every, once you have a purpose attached to your assignments, Oh, my brother, you because it will be so heavy. It's normal. It's heavy. Yeah. So you want to give up, but we thank God for grace. And handling in, in a country where um, we don't have a structured um, or a formal um, 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 sector for the unskilled and semi-skilled people, it's very frustrating. 
to be honest. It's very frustrating. But I honestly, sometimes I'm reminded that they are also my assignments, to be honest. They are mm. our assignments as, as, um, uh, as people, kingdom-minded people. These are people that we need to groom. Mm. Do you understand? These are people we need to pray over every time so that the Holy Spirit can incubate their brains. To be honest, I was having this discussion with someone and the person was like, most of these people don't, like their brain cannot even process the things that you process. It can't handle what you're saying. Mm. You understand? And so I just try. It's not easy. Like I said, very frustrating, very discouraging. Sometimes I want to just give up because of these guys. Not even because of the project or the client, but because of this worker, sometimes I want to give up. Really? How? I'm not joking. Like the... The mistakes, the, you know, like lots of issues, like having to, you know, disappointments, you know, they are, and you know, don't forget that these people are, they're on survival mode. And so when you have people on survival mode, it's like a ticking time bomb. It's hard to teach them, it's, it's hard to get them patient. They, they are not patient. Yeah. Theirs is like the next food, then, you know, they want to just go eat. They don't care about, in fact, sometimes they don't even finish your work. You tell them do A, they do B, and they want their money. <laughs> Oh, yes. And they will fight you for it. <laughs> you know, so it's not easy, but we, do, we also take it as an assignment. Hmm. Honestly. And so we also need to be patient with them. Take it as an, it's an assignment. Everything that we do as kingdom-minded people is an assignment. It's not easy. Ah, I say it's not easy. You still shaking the But we thank God for grace. Yes. So, I mean, Panto Interiors right now, with, so far you've built it how many years now? As, ten um, years. Ten years now? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's quite interesting actually because I'm hitting my 10th year next year too. Okay, sorry, um, 10 years, February 2024, sorry. Same here. Same. February. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, now we'll have uh, a combo anniversary uh, celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I remember, so the thing is that I've always met you along our journey. Like, so when we started working for Cosgrove, I remember yeah. seeing you around. I always just kept seeing you. Mm. Like, this is this is it. I'm always seen everywhere, you know. I could see that this woman was not here to take prisoners. She was <laughs> she was here to fight. <laughs> she was fighting for her life. <laughs> you know, I mean, you had so much energy always. But, I mean, Panto has grown. Um, right now, I think you, ha you are now like Panto with the Panto... There's Panto, Panto Apartments. There's yeah. Panto Apartments. Yeah, and then there's Panto um, Interiors. Panto Interiors. Yeah. And so Panto Limited actually just handles like contracts, general contracts. Not general contracts. So you still but do the contracts? No, not contracts. Oh. We do... So I don't really want to call it contract because it's... Panto Limited actually just handles the finishing projects. Okay. So okay, we partner okay. with real estate companies and then so, handle finishing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, for their buildings. Not building like there. government contracts. Per no, say. for government contracts. We run away from government contracts, to be honest. Really? Oh my God! Well, there's money there. Um, but I love challenges. So when it comes to government contracts, there is no, there there's no level of excellence. Like in terms of the the expectations from them, is very low. So I love to work with. That's one of the reasons why I work, love to work with multinationals because the you know you're learning, and so it helps me to improve on my. Do you understand? But for government projects, it's all about the money. Or oh, someone to share money. But I'm not really into the bureaucracy and all that. But why not? If I get contracts, I would love to. I'll take it. But I won't not be involved in the bureaucracy and all. That. I don't. We don't do that. Hmm. Yes. So building Pantona right now. I mean, on the global um, scene, I see you travel for a lot of these international programs. They recognize you internationally and all. And I've seen you really like excel in that way mm -hmm. what has been like the 
I mean, you've always been intentional, right? You mentioned you've always been intentional about being a global player. What has been some steps that you've taken to go beyond just the local space that has really made you stand out to become, I mean, the vice president of IDAN, now the Africa director for the Institute of Design and Health? Like you said earlier, intentionality. So we, and I wish I could always say we, but I'm always like the major co-pilot for Panto. <laughs> so, so anyway, as the CEO, you know, quote and unquote, it's um, intentional um, work. Like the, you mentioned, um, Africa Director for International Academy for Design and Health. That has been a long way coming. And it's been years of work. Remember, we did the conference yeah, years ago, four years ago, and all that. And you know, I've had to travel for meetings. I've had to do stuff with our money. So, what Panto Interiors actually does is that we literally let me use the spiritual term: we sow seeds. Yeah. You know, we do. We renovated the national library. We, we do a lot of. Um, we we try to give back. We try to invest in things that um, that we. Um, um, we try to invest basically in not just in um, local or national stuff. We also try to invest globally. Mm. You understand? You know, like the Bible always says, is where your treasure is, where your heart is. And so our heart is global. It's we're thinking global. And so whatever we're doing, so whatever it, it requires, we give it all. You know, we we put in the work, we put in the money. They say, put the money where your mouth is. So I will not just come now and say, oh, we've always been thinking global. And so we've been praying to be global. God has called us to nations. And then you just sit down. And then nations will just call you. Egypt will call you. Uh, Australia will call you. London will call you. They will not call you. So basically, we try to, we do. We go online. We're doing, doing, going online to research for courses. Going online to research for conferences to attend. You know how it is now. You network. And then when you see international organizations, you join. I remember the first time I paid my membership fee as a member for International Interior Design Association, IIDA. I paid about 500 and something dollars per year. It wasn't funny. Do you understand? They are not giving me anything just to carry membership, you know, just as a member, you know. So it's intentionality. You have to deliberately take steps. You must invest. And so a lot of panto interior money goes into all these kind of things because we're intentional. We know what we're trying to build. We're not about the Nigerian, blah, blah, blah. We are about global stuff. We want to contribute. Mm. Do you understand? We want to contribute. It might not just be in the design and health industry. From there, we're going and going. So I'm saying that we invested work. It took a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice. A lot. I remember when I joined Aidan many years ago, I'll be the one to go set up, put the banners, I'll be the ones to design. Sometimes I won't sleep all night. I'll be designing with a designer, you know, spend my money, blah, blah, blah. So it's intentionality. Like you have to deliberately take steps, make, invest your time, your resources. So while people are, so like you said, ladies who are making millions from interior design, entering business class, there is no purpose, no vision. Theirs is probably flunts. So every million that is coming into Panto, we are taking it, we're paying for a membership stuff, or we're going to London for a meeting. We don't, sometimes I stay in hostels. I've told you, right? Most times I stay for years, even yeah. so recently. We stay in hostels because we have to pay for a certain thing to make sure we're part of a certain 
um, meeting or a part of certain company because we're intentional about it. So we're not going to be um, flaunting a Gucci bag or entering business class to prove a point to someone on social, on Instagram, because we have a destination. So my, we my, have my next where we're going to that, what, 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 what does the future look like for Panto? Like, what are you, what are you looking forward to? I mean, um, right now you have the global stage. I think you've gotten quite an interesting global attention. What are you looking at? Um, what are you desiring for Panto? Honestly, I, to be honest, I, I'm actually just waiting for the next instruction. That's to be honest That's with you. Fine. Yeah, so I'm actually waiting for the next instruction on, because the thing with God is that it's usually not a straight line graph, graph with God. And so like, I never would have taught in my world that I'm going to real estate. You know, and, you know, so I, I, I really, I know that we're still going to be purpose driven. We're still going to walk um, or pursue what God has called us to do to solve problems. Yeah, not in, uh, no, at all. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah. So wherever God has called us to, we would go. But until we get the next instruction, we know, but we know that when it comes to working with God, as regards Panto, the company and the business as an entrepreneur, as a CEO for myself, I know that it's usually from glory to glory, like there is there are usually no limits. So I can't even tell you, oh, in the next five years, in the next 10 years, we hope to be the main interior design company in Africa or in the world. What if God is saying that's not it? What if interior design is not it? It's just the 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 routes. I have to take to the major thing, so you know. So basically, so, you, are, you just believe like your your journey is unfolding. In it's God unfolding exactly, and, um, exactly. You believe strongly that you are at that phase where you are still seeking. We're well, open. What I am just open to whatever God has planned. So I'm not saying, oh, okay, just sit down and wait for God's plan to yeah. just go and say one pastor will not tell you, okay, free that this is God's plan. Oh yeah, take hmm. no, but we keep moving. I'm we keep after God. Exactly. We keep moving. We keep, but we are open, you know, to hearing from God, to, you know, to leading to, so we're open to God leading us to the next thing. Do you understand? In fact, that's actually the phase where we are right now. You know, we're about to transition to the next level. We don't know what it looks like, but we know that when it comes to God, it's greater task, greater grace, greater responsibilities. So we're open to it and we look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited to yeah. see what you're going to do with Panto Apartments and the various projects that you have coming up. Yeah. So for Panto Apartments, actually, is also an assignment, you know, because what made me set up Panto Apartments two years ago was... You know, I go into, you know, I realized a lot of service apartments. I just realized like, you know, because I've traveled a lot and I usually do like hostels, apartments and all that. And I see how that's, so I realized, I noticed that in Nigeria, they make the rich enjoy, like know that they are rich and they make the poor know that they are poor, <laughs> you know, or, and then they make the average people know that, in fact, sometimes they make the average people know that they are poor, like feel poor with the kind of services they provide when it comes to housing, you know, um, 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 hospitality. You know how that you have 20,000 there and then you go to look for a hotel and you see one crappy room. And so, okay, it's your 20,000 there. And then you have 200,000 there and then you see a good room. And you're like, no, that's not how it is globally. Do you understand? So you can actually um, provide excellent service at a lower cost. 
you know, and that's because in Nigeria, we don't like to think out of the box. We like the comfortable, the convenience or the safe place. Okay, this is it. Good room, 200. Bad room, <laughs> 20,000. Yeah, so it's wrong. And so that's why, you know, I, I was like, okay, let me set up Panto Apartments, you know, to see how we... And fine, you know, we've been able to partner with a major real estate company and we're working on some properties. In fact, we've had lots of properties that people have given us, but because we have a template we want to work with, we've been rejecting a lot of properties and, and because we want to set the standard. It's not about, you know, in Nigeria, they bastardize the word luxury. It's not about luxury. It's about giving people, um, I feel like an average person, an average Nigerian should is entitled to a healthy, clean space, clean environment. Do you understand? The fact that I don't, I cannot afford a 200,000 naira room or a two million naira apartment for rent, I mean rental now, doesn't mean that I should be subjected to a crappy place. Hmm. Do you understand? So I just feel like we need to treat people um, the way, um, with the love of God, basically. You know, people always claim that they're Christians, but the kind of products and services that they offer, it just sometimes feels like they are from hell. It's annoying. <laughs> you know, so I feel like, so that's one of the reasons why, we, in fact, that's also one of the reasons why we don't set up Panto Interiors, it was to bridge the, gra- the gap. Because people in Nigeria, they feel like interior design is a luxury only for big people. And so even an average person, they oh, it's get an interior design. Oh, no. Hey, I don't have money. Yes, me. So that's not it. Interior thing. design is, is it's a basic. It's just, what is interior design? The design of your interior. Arrangement of your space. Planning of your space. In a way that it is safe. It is healthy. Do you understand? It is, you know, it is pleasing. It is affecting your mood. It is making you, giving, it's changing the way you live. Hmm. Do you understand? Because interior design is very deep. So it's like a doctor. If I, I always tell people, I think I've mentioned this to you before, the job of an interior design is even more important than the job of a doctor. If your home is properly designed, well done, I don't mean flashy chair, expensive rug, and that's not what we call interior design because that's what Nigerians think interior design is. You understand? And so that's it. We're trying to change the narrative where people see things, trying to change people's perspective, you know, so, so, so you say it. Nigerians are not really minimalistic in our approach. We are very yeah. extravagant, right? Are we even extravagant? I feel like we're just too bush. <laughs> I'm serious. How do you mean? Have you seen extravagance? Like go to Dubai and say extravagant. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you're still seeing some class in it. You know, you come on, there's extravagance. And what have I you think seen? We just you're seeing money. things that look like shrine. <laughs> we just spent, we are just spent trips. We're just ignorant people. Yes. No. no, let's just say the way it is. We're ignorant. And instead of us to humble ourselves and learn and be informed, no, we're just, we're now, now you carry boil on your shoulders. Like we, we just need to calm down and learn. You understand? And that's why we do not, you see people double into um, professions and all that. And, you know, just everybody's doing this. Everybody, you open your eyes and this is um, Frida and Sons estates. That's not it. Hmm. Do you understand? So we need to calm down and learn. I remember when I started working with a real estate company and the MD asked me, oh, Frida, why did you take up this assignment? I said, I want to learn. Do you understand? So we need to calm down and learn. Your ignorance does not mean that it's not an insultive word. It just feels, it's just like you're, you don't have enlightenment or knowledge in a particular thing. You know, like you ignore it. Yes, you've ignored it. You've ignored it. Because the knowledge is available. The knowledge is available, but you've ignored it. So that doesn't, it's not, it's not an insult. Yes. It's just that you've ignored (laughs) it. But that's the truth, actually. That's a nice way to say it. And and it's the truth. It is the truth. Because the illiterate of the 21st century is one who would 
not necessarily not have knowledge, but mm. would refuse to learn, to learn, yeah. learn and relearn. Because we all have internet. People go on Instagram. Yeah, so what are they checking out? Yeah. You know, they're I checking mean, out comedy, the, they're gist, checking out gist, hot gossip, hot gist. Yes. But they're not checking out how to design their spaces. I always tell people, go online, go on Pinterest. Yeah. You die there on Instagram looking for gist that does not concern you. Okay, your home, your your room. Check online, look for, you know, yeah, I, I get informed, get I, the right knowledge. There's this movie, um, I don't know if you saw it, it's called Limitless, where, uh, I think it was, was it Jack Reynolds? Uh, what was his name? I think I've actually watched it by current. I think he took a drug yeah. and then he became limitless, right? And, I, and I, I like to observe that one of the things that happened to him when he took that pill that made yeah. him, basically that pill was in the movie was supposed to make him like harness the part of his brain that he never, that a human being typically doesn't know mm. how to harness. Yes. Oh my God. So all of a sudden, supernatural powers, he had ability to hear things, know things. He just had a super... Wow, do you know that's brain. what the Holy Spirit does, actually? You, the Holy Spirit saying? incubates your brain in a way that you're able to harness. There's a side of your brain you can that actually that unlock. you s- unlock. And then you start getting, like, I don't know how to explain it, but things that... It shows um, you things to come. Things to come. Yes. Yeah, so, I remember years but, ago but when but I wanted... Drug, to, yeah. The first thing he did, let me not... I don't want to go to <laughs> this. But the drug, the first thing he did when he took that drug was to arrange his house. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. So <laughs> it's, it's, I think there's, there's a science around the fact that the way your space is arranged affects the way your brain no, but yeah, but know, I remember even when we were trying to set up like our office, mm. there was a reason why we wanted the walls white because yeah. typically they would tell you that you can't paint it white because you have to paint it a certain color. Mm. You are going to paint it white, you change it. To, I was like, eh, there's a way it must mm. feel. Yeah, I don't want people feeling clustered, I want people yeah. feeling open. But when so it's white, it makes, you, it makes people alert. Exactly, that's you're what alert, I want. You're so awake. they tell me, why do you have lights? Why is it white? Mm. And I'm like, it's exactly, yeah. <laughs> That is exactly right, and it also it even brings this this consciousness of um, you're careful in that space. Exactly. Like I tell people when you come to my office, there's a white table, white this. I'm like, so everyone has. So, to, interestingly, yeah. everyone that has come to our space, mm-hmm. like even clients, would tell mm-hmm. us that oh, I would love to come work from here. Yeah, and I'm like, you don't really know exactly why you feel that way, mm-hmm. but it was intentional yeah. because I want my people to come to the office and feel like yeah. walking there, not yeah. running away. So right mm. now we are trying to move spaces and we are looking for a new space to go to, you know, and everything. And there was this place I went to and that was the only thing I was thinking about. How would someone feel like coming here in the morning? Because mm. this is where you spend most of your life. Exactly. You spend most of your life at work. At work. You know, how will you spend, you know, so, well, anyways, going back to the drug. So the guy, first thing the guy did was to arrange his room. Yeah. Before going out and he made a lot of money and the first thing he did was to arrange his space. That's mm. to tell you that... The way your space organizes, is, it affects your personal life. In yeah. fact, if we go, I don't, you know, I don't want, if we go there, we'll not leave here. Eh? So, you know, if we go there, we'll not leave here. Like, if I start. <laughs> so, but one thing I realized is many years ago, even I'm years ago was that interior design is very spiritual. Now you might say, oh, Frida, you're too, you're going too far. But go online and look for designers, the top designers in the world. They've had to tap into the spiritual world to get their inspiration. And they don't hide it. They have quotes. Mm. The top designer in the world, Philip Stark, number one designer in the world, Philip Stark, he said he had to sell his soul to the, to the devil. He, he said it publicly. For, he's on this quote. Look at, go Google Philip Stark quotes. You see it. Yeah. You, 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 he had to sell his soul to the devil for inspiration. No, but that's it. Because 
inspiration is it not what we're doing in Nigeria? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it to you, but every time I enter the plane. So who did you sell your soul? Every time I tell, enter the plane, no, I've not even gotten there now. Okay. What have I invented? <laughs> every time I enter the plane, hmm, I'm always like, God, the wisdom you give these people. To create this thing. To create this thing that I can't on no matter how you try to explain the plane, the way the dynamics and everything, all these English people are saying. Love, lead, love, this everything. love, this love, that. Excuse me, sir. Forget this love. Freda, I am not understanding. <laughs> I, entered, I, I, I once went on a 24-hour flight. 24 hours? Yes, because of the stop, long stopovers and the rest. And I, I was going to the US. Now we use long, Yeah, and I think also because of the layovers. Yeah. Right? And... I just one day I just stood and I said, I'm going to be in this ion <laughs> in the air. No ambulance. <laughs> no police. No police. No gun. No hospital. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. For the just next, you and God. And one of the trips, one of the ways I said, and if anything happens to this telling me? this thing. And people are trying to explain. And you enter plane, you just land, you arrive, you think it's normal. Excuse me, sir. It's not about being very religious or anything. This is the an ab- abnormal wisdom of God. Whether yeah. you want to accept it, don't even. So now you know the Bible even talks about corrupt wisdom. The wisdom of God can be corrupted. Yeah, no sure. And so that's sure. what the other world, sure. the yeah. world does. They they pervert the wisdom of God. Mm. And so that's to show you that for them to even be able to pervert it and invent the things that you're enjoying, it shows that, man, that means the real wisdom of God can invent crazy things. There is no limit. Yes, I mean, as a matter of fact, so, I, was, I was listening to someone recently uh, and he said, <laughs> the first place yeah. that the Bible mentions that a man was filled with the Spirit was mm. actually a creative man. Yeah, the uh, Bezali guys. Bezali. Yes. That was the first place. That was the place of first mention. In fact, that's the sign. That, in fact, being filled with the Holy Spirit... Eh? It should be you saying I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, or one of the signs to show that you are filled with the Holy Spirit is wisdom. That you're able to function in wisdom, you're able to create, you're able to, you're able to invent. Because from the time of creation, the Holy Spirit came and then creation started. Do you understand? So, and every time I question myself, I won't even lie. And one of my major frustrations, in fact, if you ask me the question now, what's my major frustration in life? My major frustration in life is that I can't be filled with the Holy Spirit, I have not created since. I'm serious. So yeah, it's my major, it's my major, and that's why I told you that I'm open to God because I'm, I'm, I'm literally pushing. You know how that you can push in the spirit? I'm literally pressing in. I'm literally like, God, what do I have to do? <laughs> like, I'm no jokes because we're here in Nigeria consuming. Your child, okay, you're just consuming, consuming. You buy this, you buy this, you buy Chanel, you buy this, you buy this, you buy this. Are you not bothered, concerned? Are you not frustrated that I have the Holy Spirit in me? What's up? What solution am I creating? Yes, you can start small with your, in your little corner. Like, and as an interior designer, I make sure that the, the services and products I'm offering at my, within my sphere of influence, I'm doing the best, giving the best. But beyond that, what is that solution? What product have I invented that will solve problems globally? Mm-hmm. We need to challenge ourselves as Christians. Not just being a Christian to be clapping hands and singing songs. That's not it. And it's not just about going to church. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the sign that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that you are wise, that the Spirit of God incubates, has incubated your brain in a way that you are coming up with solutions. Like I said, don't go and put yourself under serious pressure. You start small. So even as an employee, what solution are you bringing to that company? 
do you understand? As an employer, as a business person, as a contractor, as an interior designer, not just coming to say, oh, say, okay, give me 500 million. Okay, you go and buy a Gucci table, Fendi rug or whatever. That's not it. What else are you doing? Do you know what the Holy Spirit told me? Now, in that point, I don't like to always say that. I don't like when I'm having conversations, I don't like to say Holy Spirit told me this because I just feel like they've bastardized it in Nigeria. But let me just say it, that, do you know, as an, as not just, let me use my own self, as an interior designer, have access to people's spaces. Mm. what problems am I solving? I can start by, I get into that space and I pray. Do you understand? That once they get into that space, once the owner of those people move into that home, things just start happening for them. I get into it. So I have access to someone's home. I should be able to pray, I should be able to pray there. I should be able to release the power of God there and people, someone that was sick becomes healed. Do you understand? So I'm just saying how that, so, um, the, the God has not just given me this gift to say, okay, go and be doing rock, and be entering business, buying Chanel bag, and be flaunting, and be wearing Balenciaga, whatever, the names of whatever. And even the things I haven't flown, I haven't flaunting. I'm flaunting Balenciaga, I'm flaunting. Which one have we created, Steph? That other people should, that the world should flaunt. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? You know, so I'm saying that uh, we, 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 we ought to be like tools. Do you understand? We ought to be tools for transformation in homes, in businesses, in our society, in our economy and all that. So this, we, we, we need to stop this. I'm a child of God. Ah, ah, I go to this church. I go, that's not it. That's not what is moving God. Because even when you get to heaven, they will not ask you what church did you go to. They will not say, people that go to this church, come to this place. People that go to this church, oh yeah, line up here. Oh yeah, people that go, ah, you that you have best pastor. Oh yeah, line up. <laughs> And get to get the front seat in heaven since you are the best pastor. That's not it. Do you understand? Yeah, I, mean, it is, I think I heard a pastor say once yeah. that um, the world desires to see our manifestation. Yeah, they're crying. Not our morality. Yes. Because we, all we are trying to tell them is our morality. And of which, what morality? We're having actors. We're acting moral. We're what acting are we acting? Moral, the moral? Right? What moral? But what they need to see is our solution. Our solution. Our, lights, our solution yes. to the world's problems. I was telling someone, my friend who's a fashion designer, I said, see, the world right now, they haven't shot of ideas. They don't have ideas. Let me know. Like, they're just recycling. And they're like, you know what? Ah, since every year, we must come up with trends. Even for interior design, that's why I never follow trends. Someone else has one mental problem and comes up with something. And everybody's following. Because that's what happens. Or someone just decides to say, okay, you know what? Because even in interior design, that's even funny. In every industry, you have the, the devil has perverted it, obviously. And so he has his, um, his agents. Uh, so anyway, thank God now I don't even look spiritual. So you will not say, ah, who's, who's this lady that uh, Mr. Elijah brought from? Uh, from one, I have tattoos and everything, so don't worry. I have dreadlocks, so people should calm down. But I'm saying that, do you know there, there's a way, there, there, um, for every space you design, you're invoking, you, you can actually evoke evil spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it, because the space, every space, so this space has a mood. Mm. Do you understand? And so you might not even know. There's a way you set, set, there are certain spaces, there are certain interior designers that actually, that's what they do. They do dark rooms. They, mm-hmm. they, they create spaces. And I'm not saying someone who's a child of God doesn't like a dark room. Yeah, some people might like dark room. But there's, um, there's, a, there's an agenda. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? For every industry, there's an agenda. God has an agenda. The devil has an agenda. For every industry, and for your own industry, it's even worse. Because you are the ones that control the minds of people. Yes. That's, don't forget, I did, I did a course on branding. So you guys are the ones that control the minds of people. Mm. And that's why even when I was watching, I, I didn't even watch it, but I think I saw the, the, the trend on the 
Rema, whatever, whatever, whatever. And even when I was doing my course in London, I remember we did, a, there, was a, there was a case study we did. There was a case study we did on Lady Gaga. And then that was when I realized, before I used to be like, ah, this girl is a witch, blah, 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 blah. But when we did a case study, we realized that that's not her. It's just branding. Yeah. And sometimes when people are coming about Rema, Rema did this, 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 I'm like, hello. If you're excellent, you get your own, you can also come. So the fact that someone wore red, Oh, I don't even, I've not still watched the show, but the fact that Christians have been complaining about, eh, he's a devil, they've carried him, Illuminati has carried him, now he's, that he has a crowd. Um, but the guy never said he was a pastor, no? No, that's even the point. Okay. So the fact that the person, probably the mesh or whatever they wore, what he wore, the way, you know how that Beyonce did her show? And then people started saying, oh, she's a devil, she's a this. Yeah. Because an average Christian feels like excellence is devilish. Hmm. Do you understand? So people are like, oh my God, Beyonce is Illuminati. She's, I'm not saying she's not. I'm not saying she is. And this is not even, I don't even know her. But I'm just saying that we too can also. And I love what the likes of Dunsi and the rest are doing, what God is doing through them. God, God, God needs to let, God wants to let the world know that, come see, hey, you guys, calm down. I'm the one, I'm the one that gave you this wisdom and this excellence and everything. Yeah, you're perverting it. But when you have the spirit of God, you can, you, you will do better. You will do much more. You get more crowd. Even what's Beyonce doing? Okay, she's coming from the sky. We can, the Holy Spirit can give you a better idea on how to even, like, literally, you'll be coming and people will be fainting. Say, what are you saying? People will be fainting. What's my, what's my, what did Michael Jackson is nothing. I'm just saying that there is no, you know, I always tell you, when we have the Holy Spirit, there are no limits. Mm. But I really don't know why Christian believers have limits. I don't understand what's going on with us. Mm. So I feel like the culture is not helping us. The environment is a major problem. Mm. That's why we're not able to really manifest, do you understand, what God has put in us. Because if you have the spirit of God, there is no limitation. You see what people are saying, goods are the greatest of all time. That's nothing. Whatever those people have achieved is nothing compared to what God can actually do through a human being. Mm. That's what I'm just trying to say. And it really bothers me. Thank you very much. For Honestly. That. <laughs> well, I mean, today we've explored a whole lot. Really we've gone from God to purpose <laughs> to kingdom. I mean, and we've crossed a whole lot of, um, we've touched a whole lot of issues and a whole lot of um, areas. But I, I mean, to finalize, just quick questions, rapid fire. Oh, okay. Uh, rapid fire. If what's, uh, who is someone really doing something phenomenal right now globally that you admire? Someone doing something globally that I admire. Mm. Okay. Sorry, I have a few, but let me just say one. Yes. I think it's a Strive. Strive Masiba. yeah. Oh. I've always loved that I man. thought you were called a woman. It's a, a it's woman. A... Maybe Jumaki Adinoa, but Strive Jumaki Adinoa. Okay, I'm just in your industry, oh so I can't, yeah. I can't understand why. Yeah, I love her. Oh, my God. I oh, love really? her so much. Okay. I love the audacity in the spirit. The fact that you know what you carry the gift of God, you have confidence in that gift and you don't care. Mm. And I feel like that's where we need to get to. And I honestly covert it if there's a word like that. There's a word like that, right? Yes. I admire it. Well, that's really wonderful. The audacity in the spirit. Oh my God. What informs your style? My style? I feel I, I've always, I hate going with the, uh, with the crowd. I love dressing. Like I always want to, it's not like I really like attention. I think I like attention in the sense that. 
<laughs> no, yeah. Let me just say it now because I think I've been I've been saying oh, I don't like attention. I don't like, but let me, I think I like attention because you get attention when you're not following the crowd. You know when everybody's going left and one person goes right, so all eyes are like coming to the right. Ah, who is that guy right. going right? So that's what informs my style basically. I just love being different. I am. And like, how how is that reflected also in the work that you produce? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. In fact, people that work with me are tired. So, ah, Madam, that's where they've been. That's where you're supposed to be. That's where they're doing. I said, sorry. I ain't doing it like that. Sorry. I'm different. So you take every project yeah, different. Yeah. So I take every project different. I make sure that I'm giving, putting in the extra touch. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Frida, for your time. Oh my God, We're grateful. Thank you. I can't believe Guys, thank you very much for joining us to watch this interview. I mean, it's oh been very God. exciting for my dear friend, Frida Negwe of Panto Interiors. Thank you so Panto much. Group, you know. Amen. And, um, That's where we're going. Thank you very much. So everyone watching, please subscribe to the channel, follow the conversation, comment below, ask your questions. If there are any questions that she didn't handle, I can always send to Aina DM. You know, and follow the, uh, the channel, subscribe, share with someone that needs to see this video. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of Building from Africa. Have a wonderful day, guys.